You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. What is it? Background, background, background noise, everyone. We gotta love it. Um, anyway, welcome everyone to episode 150 of Cyber Time Bite, which is crazy. There's a lot of episodes I've, I've made this far is crazy. Anyway, um, today I am with someone who does awesome cosplays. Someone who lives like two states over technically, right? I guess, yeah. Um, today, I am with Kylos off of Instagram, I guess. I would think they're on Instagram. <laughs> I am on Instagram. And all the all the popular social medias where you find cosplays. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What what is what is going on? Man. <laughs> Honestly, not much. Quarantine, the world on fire, the usual. <laughs> no, Ken, I'm not going there. <laughs> but, but no, um, God, man, it's, yeah, this quarantine has been something else and just been nuts. But um, let's, I guess we can start out with the first question, that being, where does the cosplay begin? What's your cosplay story? Like, where do you begin, and how do you get to where you are now? <laughs> oh, I started cosplaying back in 2011, so about 10 years ago. Although, um, my first convention was Yomacon 2011. My costume... It was just a small, quick purchase off of eBay, and it was a red wig and an Akatsuki cloak, and I went as Sorcery of the Red Sand from Naruto. And fair warning, it to, did not look well. <laughs> fair warning to everyone who's listening: we were talking before this, and I saw pictures of this, and it is something. It is something. It, it's not well. However, for a 12-year-old, that's the best I could do. Obviously, over the years, I taught myself how to get better, started experimenting with makeup, which surprisingly I detested as a kid, but grew more to appreciate as the years went by. Now, as a teenager and an adult, I obviously stepped up my cosplay game. I went from buying my cosplays to flat out making them or altering already bought ones. Have you uh, have you cosplayed uh, via My Hero yet? Yes, yes I have. I've have cosplayed um Aizawa and Shinso so far. I I'm I'm attempting Deku and attempting Dolly, <laughs> but um, 
But that's all I'm attempting right now. I mean, like... I refuse to do, um... I thought about doing Dobby, but I absolutely refuse to, just for the fact that that's body art makeup. And as I strive for perfection, and I refuse to... God, I'm not sure how to describe this, but plaster my body in um, scar makeup and then stick staples into my skin. Well, not into my skin, but, you know, spirit gum them on. I do like the technique because the visual is so beautiful. However, the effort someone has to take into doing staple by staple it's too long for me. And going on on the comp floor and having staples constantly fall off you? Absolutely not. That That's what we call silver makeup. <laughs> yep. So you don't have to do that. <laughs> what characters would you not cosplay from My Hero? What characters I would not cosplay? Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I would not cosplay Shigaraki mm -hmm. or Midnight. I wouldn't cosplay uh, Mount Lady either. I'm not a big fan of tight clothing, but that's just me personally. How I more tend to cosplay um, male characters rather than female characters. So, like, you, you wouldn't do, like, a toga cosplay or anything like that? Um, I would not do a toga cosplay. I would do... I would do a twice cosplay. In fact, I have plans to do Hero Killer Sting in the future, along with, um, Present Mike, but not... None of... No female characters. No, that's fair. Um, but, like, so... So, like, who is, so besides the cosplay, who is, like, your favorite character ever from the show? Ever? Ooh! In the show? Or yeah. just in anime in general? Both. Let's do both. They're both interesting. Both. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, my favorite character in My Hero Academia has to be Hitoshi Shinso, because he is just my purple son. He strives so hard, despite society telling him that he's a villain, and he wants to be a hero. That's my, that takes a lot of willpower, and I like that. I was just, I was just, and, trying, to, I was just trying to throw an easy question, but then you said that... It, in anime ever? Well, that's going to be interesting. Let's hear this. <laughs> oh, alright. Let's see. In my favorite character ever, at the end of the day, I still like Son Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. Gohan? That is my favorite. Yep, Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. Is he over 9,000? <laughs> he was until the Boo Saga. In your eyes, you'll always be over 9,000, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Ha no, hash... No, no, hashtag... No, hashtag... Um, UX Gohan. <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> I don't shit myself with characters. <laughs> 
you know, ship yourself, but now you just did. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> you you done the thing you hate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but no, but um, what's call it? Um, what like like what like besides like you know the cosplay and the anime? We were talking earlier about you're a gamer as well. Yes. Uh, how deep does your gaming roots go? And does anime? Been... What? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. How deep does your gaming roots go? And does anime also mix into it? Because you know, there's games based off animes. I got games and whatever. So. No, I know. I have been gaming since I have been about five years old. Started out with Sonic the Hedgehog, built up into um, Halo Three. Castlevania is always a good classic. Um, other more, I want to say, fantasy-based games as Legend of Zelda and uh, Xenoblade. Fire, um, Fire Emblem is also a good series. And first-person sh- shooters such as Call of Duty, Borderlands... They're, they're all pretty good. So you play like Time Crisis and all that too? <laughs> um, back in the day I used to. I'm more into fighting games. But over the years as I grew, I stopped having time. And I will sit down to play a really nice single-person RPG rather than a PvP-based game. So, like, what what consoles do you actually own? Do I actually own? Ooh, let me go to the gaming cabinet. You got a gaming cabinet? (laughs) Yes. If you ask me what consoles I own, I will just say yes, because I own all of them. I have the Nintendo 64, the GameCube, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4. I have the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One. I have a Wii. I have the Wii U. I have a Nintendo Switch. I have the... Um, I have a gaming PC. I have a Nintendo DSi. And I want to say that's about it. Oh, I totally forgot. The Sega Genesis and the Dreamcast. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) No, do you know? No, do you know? That's amazing, but you want to hear what I have? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So... So I I used to have I used to have a Wii I don't have it anymore I have a Wii Mini now, which I downgraded but it's it's on purpose, because um, my disc drive on my original Wii broke so I have a Wii Mini. Um, I used to have a Wii U I don't have it anymore, but um, what I currently have is I have a PS4, a 360, a Switch, a Genesis, a Super and. Nintendo 64, a Super Nintendo, a PS2, and that's all I got console-wise. Uh, handheld-wise, I got the, the the DS Lite, the 3DS, the Mario 25th Edition DS, <laughs> the, 
Um, I got I got the Game Boy Advanced SP, and yeah. That's a lot. Not as much as you, though. I mean, I mean, like you just listed off like a, a that list of stuff that you have. I don't have half of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's not that much, really. It may not seem all of them. I just honestly. And me on PS4. I mean, you can, and then maybe... my PlayStation. Do you do you have do you play Tekken? Um, I don't play Tekken in a minute, but I have my Tekken on my three on my Xbox One. I also have a couple games for the 360. Because I was gonna say, if you have Tekken Four, for no, if you have Tekken Seven for the P- PlayStation Four, I will throw down with you. <laughs> oh, you could try, cause Tekken is has similar gameplay to a game I used to play competitively, and. What, Soul Calibur? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Soul Calibur is basically the same kind of game, but it's not the only difference. No, I know. <laughs> Man, no. I remember Soul Calibur. Oh, that makes me feel old. Soul Calibur used to be back in the arcade. Yeah, but there used to be, a home, there used to be home editions. One of them had Link in them back in the day. <laughs> Oh, I know. Ooh, <laughs> making me feel old over here. <laughs> you know, it's fine. But no, if you if you get Tekken Seven for the PS4, I will throw down with you in like hour, in like minutes. <laughs> oh, say no. That's all you had to say. You can catch this fade. Yeah, I can what? <laughs> you could catch this fade. Wait, what does catching a fade mean? Oh, honey. <laughs> it means you won't win. Oh, okay, okay. I, I see. I see. I see how it is. I, I, you know, some people say I'm not good at it, but I feel I'm pretty good. <laughs> All right. All right. We can, we'll see. That's if you own the game first. <laughs> Oh, I could get that any time. But the problem would be finding time to play it. Because I, between work, school, and all my projects, I don't get a lot of time. No, that's fine. If When you do get it, and you, you, just, you just let me know. And we'll, and oh, I will let, oh, I will let you know. And we will square up. <laughs> I could square up. Yeah, we can square up in the game, and I will attempt to beat you. And if I fail tremendously, tremendously, then I will be like, I tried. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, God, that 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 would be awesome. But, um. What, out of all those consoles that you just listed off to me, though, which one do you like going to the most? Ooh! Recently, I've been playing a lot on my PlayStation 4 because I'm currently trying to beat the Yakuza games. What's a Yakuza? 
Um, Yakuza is a game series by uh, Konami and Sega. That's pretty cool. And it's, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I told myself I would beat it. I purchased the packs on my PlayStation 4 before um, they started dropping for the Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. And since it's too late to go back, and I don't feel like buying another, spending another 60 to $120 on packs for my Xbox and PC, I'm just sticking for the PlayStation 4. It's been a couple months since I touched it, though, but there's no harm in that. I, um... Uh, I'm on the fence, all right, of getting PS5 and PS4. I mean, no, not P- not PS4. I already have a PS4, but I'm saying, like, you... But, like, I'm on the fence of if you're going PS5 or straight up PC. Um, P- PC gaming is really fun. However, um... I don't know what is what it is about consoles. It just brings back a, like a nostalgia, and just because I could afford to buy, rebuy games on the console and the PC, I would rather. I don't feel like buying an entire new five hundred dollar console for one game when I could just add a part into my PC and just download the game. However, the the trick is to find the time to do that. No, no, the thing, no, the thing is, is that the PS5, they promised us they would play PS4, PS3, PS2, and PS1 games, but all, but but, but, but all it really can do is just play PS4 and PS5 games. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's that's unfortunate. So I mean, like, I like that because if like. Because supposedly I hear like you'd like down the line the PS4 is gonna expire and it's gonna brick itself, and so if that I don't know if you heard about this in the news lately, but if that happens, then the PS5 will be there for me. <laughs> True, that is understandable. And um, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about maybe I'll go PS5. I was thinking about going PC for the longest time, but. But like you know, then I figured out that my that the NHL games, the hockey games, don't come out on PC, and I'm, well, that is fair. And and I and when I buy in the games I really play the most are are like the the wrestling games that come out every year, the hockey games that come out every year, the Tekken games when they come out. Like like I'm a very very picky gamer. I don't like I don't just go out buying games I think I'm gonna enjoy and then. And then be like, you know, I don't buy games that don't look satisfying to me just to buy them, you know. Oh no, that is understandable. Because like I don't know how big your collections are for all those consoles you have, but I'm pretty sure they're they're very little because they're games that you enjoy. <laughs> yes, there are games where I will try new, but there are other games where I will replay over and over again from my childhood, and it still never gets old. For example, I will still play Ocarina of Time over and over again, and, and it's, for some reason it never gets old. Because I can't. Because I think I played it like once, and I know it's an amazing game, and everyone loves it, but I can get behind it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it takes type. 
it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, like, a, a game I really like is uh, Castlevania, the original games. Oh, Castlevania. I love Castlevania. The original games, yeah, like the, the ones... Oh, where... yeah, the original games. It's beautiful. The new games, I don't know how they play. Like, I don't know how they're like, the new ones. Hmm, they're okay. I still tend to stick to the OG, but that's just because that's what I prefer. Or have you played the new ones? And are the new ones like the old ones, or are the new ones just RPGs now? I'm not really sure. Um, between my busy schedule, I haven't had a lot of time. However, I have a friend who is a Castlevania maniac, and he keeps me up to date on just about everything. Mm-hmm. And so far... He he says it's good. I personally haven't played the new ones. I watched him play. It seems pretty okay. But obviously I would not know unless if I actually played. Yeah, I mean, like, because because uh, speak, speaking of Castlevania gaming and all that stuff and throwing it back to the past, we, we both figured out that we're both Guitar Hero nerds. <laughs> Don't get me started on Guitar Hero... I love that game. I'm really good, and I will kick your ass in that game. I promise you. Oh, okay. All right. I see. I see how it is. Um. You see, unlike this gentleman here, I had trained myself to play with the actual 360 controller. And that's where the problem lies, all right? <laughs> I, I can actually play with the actual controller that you're supposed to be playing the game with but this one over here plays with the controller i don't know why you would do that when i was a kid um i had broke my guitar hero controller and i wasn't allowed to get another one so i just adapted yeah but (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) oh my god It's fun. I know, but like for me, I'm just like, it's it's so much easier and so much more realistic, and it's just so much better when you actually use the legit controller it comes with. <laughs> oh man. It's I'm, I'm just like, it, it's just I don't know, it's just so good. I mean, like. I mean, but, like, you, you have, like, all the instruments, right? Like, the drums, the mic, all that? Um, no. I do not. I have I have all of them. The micro... I, I, I probably should replace the microphones because the microphone cords got all wonky, whatever, for the years. So I should probably get... And, and if you hold it in a certain direction, the feedback is, like, crazy. It's so, like, I should probably try to get new microphones for it. But, uh... And I need to get a new drum pedal for the drum kit. <laughs> True. I know, um, let's see. I did not play Guitar Hero. I did not like Guitar Hero after World Tour, because that's where they introduced all of the other instruments, and it began, It became a rivalry against, um, what was it? Rock band. A rock band. Which and sucks. they took away that's where they took away the controller support 
and my parents would not let me get another Guitar Hero guitar, so I just well, you're didn't. well, you're 21 now. You can buy all the Guitar Hero guitars you want now. <laughs> I'm aware. It. I don't know. I just. I will. Don't wanna. <laughs> I will. I will gift one to you just so you can play. <laughs> if you need, like that, if you're that no. nerdy about it. <laughs> I prefer the controller because playing on expert with the regular 360 controller takes a lot of skill, and it's something that I'm proud to say that I know how to do. Wait, wait. Are you are you saying that like you can you can pass through the fire and flames a hundred percent on a controller? Not a hundred percent, but I can pass. That, I gotta see this. I gotta <laughs> see this. <laughs> I I you need no. I got okay. Then this is a challenge. Then I I challenge you on this. Then I want I want you. To freaking just video yourself playing the game through the fire and flames. I'm actually using your controller. I want to see this. I need to see this. <laughs> I can do that. I I accept your challenge, but it's gonna have to wait till after finals. That's fair. That's 100 percent fair right there. But I need to see this. <laughs> and then and then in return. I'll attempt, I'll, I'll like, attempt something, like, like, no, wait, I can, I can, I can pass through the fire and flames on expert base. Base? Mm-hmm. Base. Base. I could do it on the guitar with the controller. Now, the only reason I say base is because, because they, because the, um, through the fire and flames is in Guitar Hero Smash Hits where they have all the instruments and you can play bass. And I can beat the song on expert bass. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume so. Because, like, I mean, not saying because it's easier on bass. It's because... Because it's easier on bass? <laughs> no, that's not the reason. <laughs> because it's easier on bass. It's actually as hard, but it's, like, easier but hard at the same time. <laughs> you don't get the solos. I mean, like... I, let me tell you, I cannot pass through the fire flames on expert guitar. That's never gonna come out of me, <laughs> unless I, unless I, unless I grind hours into the game uh, and spend all my free time on nothing but the game. <laughs> That's what I used to do as a kid. <laughs> because, because you see, I only play. I'm a medium player. I, I play on medium. I never. I, oh. I, I should. I. I, I never upgraded the hard, which I should probably try since I've been playing a medium for so dang long. But oh, oh, I'm sorry. One of my uh, props fell on me. What what prop? Um, just a small little hat I made. Do you do you make way back in the day? Do you take commissions, by the way? Um. For my friends, yes. As a side hobby, no. I um I don't have a lot of free time on my hands. So like if my friend will come to me and ask me, Oh, hey, can you make this for me? And let's say they ask me to make them a skirt or like maybe some boots or a hat. 
I'll say, yes, I will, depending on what it is, how much time, and obviously, um, depending, like, like, my friends asked me for a hat, I said, okay, because I was making my own hat, and it was for a cosplay idea that I had initiated, so I'm like, all right, I won't charge you for labor, but just buy the cheap materials, and I'll make you a hat. So we made hats, and so far they turned out all right. Yeah. Let me show you a photo. Because, no, because I was gonna because I was gonna say I mean like I mean like can I commission you something? But then you'd be like no because I don't make it as a side hobby. <laughs> oh yes, I don't make this as a side hobby. I just you know it depends. Like if I'm working on something and it takes like a couple hours to make something, sure why not? Otherwise, if I'm busy. I just can't, usually I won't. Depending on the times, there have been times where I've been so caught up with school and work, I actually had to commission somebody else to make my cosplays to have them ready by the deadline of the convention. Which there's no deadlines anymore, so... Now, now can, you, can you imagine, when this whole COVID is over, how amazing the cosplays are going to be from people because they had so much time on their hands? Can you imagine that? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you please repeat that? I said, can you can you imagine when the COVID's over, how like how good the the um the the cosplays are gonna be from people <laughs> after? This oh, COVID? it depends. It's gonna depend because you have people going in quarantine overweight and spending all their money. And then you got them coming out of quarantine totally ripped and, like, ready for, like, the next convention. You got other people who were totally ripped and had all this free time going into quarantine. And they're coming out of quarantine a bit bloated and overweight. And, you know, they haven't gathered anything for supplies because what's the point? Because there's no conventions. I mean, I mean, like, um... Because I know a lot of people are like, I heard a lot of people say to me or something, or people have told me that like there's going to be people that are going to be like, they don't have a con crunch, so they're not going to be as dedicated as they were before the quarantine. So Honestly, yeah, that's about it. All of my, well, most of my friends I have, no, I'm not going to lie, all of my friends I've made in the con community. Um, and we just... Usually, sometimes we'd get together outside, plan, have a little sewing day, and it was nice. Most of those friends I have not seen since day one of quarantine. And I just have my own little clique now of, oh, these are my real friends. And we just hang out. Sometimes we sew. There hasn't really been much of a um, reason to sew or make anything. We're just making plans for post-quarantine. So far, it's pretty okay. No, that's good. I mean, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen really any of her friends 
Since oh, no. Not since I started working in the ER. That, that must be a hard job, though, don't you think? Um, I would say no, because I've worked retail, and I've suffered a lot more at retail than I have done working on the front lines. Because, because cause I gotta say, I mean, I'm pretty sure you see some pretty crazy stuff. Some pretty, well, I'm pretty sure you see a lot of stuff, and you have, a, and you gotta have all this stuff like in the palms of your hands. Like it's like, like you have people's life and death in your hands, and if you screw up, you're gonna feel horrible about yourself at the end of the day. Oh no, I'm not a um, medical professional. I am a custodian. Uh, like, uh, like, oh, you don't work at the front desk? Like, you, you're, you're a custodian? Yes. Uh, because, because let me, because let, because, because let me tell you, I feel bad for all those doctors because, because they have, like, everyone's lives in their hands. And if, they, and if something goes wrong, then they're, then they're going to, they're going to go home feeling horrible about themselves. That's yeah. There's been a lot. Ooh, there's been a lot. Of things in the ER, um, so far what I've seen is um, overcrowding being one of them. Um, and what's really awkward is that as a custodian, I do have to go into the rooms and, you know, whether they be COVID or something else, I have to wear the same gear at PPE as the nurses and doctors. So we'll go get our PPE and get suited up, and I'm just sitting here getting suited up with them, it's just kind of awkward. I know um, recently in my ER there has been a hemorrhagic fever precaution on top of the COVID precaution, so it's, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's really bad. There's been times where the ER has been so busy, I walked into a room and there was just a body there. This person had died waiting in a room and nobody even knew. Oh god. That's horrible. like his like his whole monitor was going off and nobody and you know, he was flatlined, he was not resuscitated. I felt horrible. It was just bad. I mean like when you see stuff like that, I mean like do you, do you sometimes feel like you don't even want to go into work after seeing crap like that? Because that is, like, oh, horrifying. It's very discouraging. I'm not going to lie, because my I am a pre-med. I do, my, I do want to become a doctor, and seeing things like that, I don't want to say it dis dissuades me from becoming a doctor, but it does dissuade me from becoming a nurse. Yeah, because, no, because, like... If like if if I was in your shoes and I saw that, I would not want to have that job anymore because I don't want to keep seeing stuff like that. That would just like that would, that would discourage my that would just just make me feel bad about myself and discourage me and all that for for wow. for so far to come. As you see, I've been in the retail environment for five years. I'm a bit dead on the inside from all of the verbal abuse from random people, but I'm a bit dead on the inside from the verbal abuse from just working in retail. No, that that's fair. I mean, like, you're just... But I guess in your eyes, I, I guess what you do now is better than 
better from where you came from then oh yeah um let's see compared to like compared to the er to what i get paid versus to what i got paid in retail i would rather put up with the i don't want to say bs i'd rather put up with the horrors in the er than put up with the bs on um on the retail floor for ten dollars an hour that's probably why they play they pay you less because the real payment is the people yelling at you <laughs> pretty much to me it's just not worth it and with zero benefits it's just not livable and i want to be able to do cosplay which happens to be a very expensive hobby so so I'm not saying I ran out of questions because I didn't, but like, is there is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to ask me? Because I know you're asking me tons of things earlier. But... Yes. Um. How long have you been cosplaying? Officially since 2015. I've been doing my I've been doing my OC for that long for the longest time. And your OC. Yeah, my OC. I have an OC. He's from home. It's a Homestuck OC that I'm working on. That I'm still working on. Even though I made him in 2015, I'm still working on him. Um, he, he needs a lot of work because it's basically just me wearing a flannel and a denim vest and a hat and that's it. <laughs> but but um, I need to work on it more. To be more like elaborate, I guess. So it's more like cosplay-ish than just me wearing different kind of clothing. But, um, yeah, I mean, my my OC is really just you know, like some something that's really cool. And I I had a whole backstory for him, but then I stopped doing that because I need to reinvented it. So, um, yeah, I mean that's my only true cosplay. I've been cosplaying for a long time. I haven't really done anything else, and I feel bad. But I haven't done nothing else, but except the AQS, but that's it. <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, me and my D and D party, we have decided to cosplay our OC, our OCs. Now, despite being in the anime community for ten plus years, I have never made an OC. I'm not really creative, I'm not really artsy, and so making a and d character was very, very new, and I recently made my first OC, and it's fantastic, she's a rogue-class assassin, it's very fun, and uh, hopefully for Red Fair, whenever COVID is, uh, I don't want to say gone, but gone maybe me and my friends plan on doing our D&D crew at the Renaissance Festival in Michigan I mean I mean like when, when you say D&D that's just mainly an OC based thing there's no strict cast it's all OCs oh, um, I forgot to oh yeah but my friend bought a book it came with a small map. It is a One Piece D and D campaign. Wait, they sell official D and D campaigns from anime? Yes. I know there's. It is a homebrew. <laughs> no, I, I know. It's like a mix of a homebrew and a D like D and D book five E or five C. 
Be- because I know there's like Strangers, Stranger Things D and D, and I think there's Rick and Morty D and D, but I didn't know there was freaking like One Piece D and D. Yes, there is One Piece D and D. It does come with the rule book. Um, there's a printable map depending on where you want to go, but our DM have decided to draw his own, and. Honestly, I prefer his map over the one that came with the game because he made it on a much more larger scale. I I have a D&D character, but my character sheet is in my... Because when I went to the dice show, I bought like the starter kit, like the D&D mm-hmm. starter kit, like the bare bone thing. And and it's currently in my basement right now, With my, and my character sheet is in that box. <laughs> I have D&D later this weekend, and so far we're a, let's see, we're almost two years in. We're a year and a half, we're a year and a half into this campaign, and it's gone along pretty nicely. You know, D- I remember when D&D was like a huge thing, I mean, I wasn't around in the 80s, but I remember when D&D was like the biggest thing in the 80s, you know, because... Because, I mean, when you were a nerdy teenager back in, like, the 1980s, you you had nothing else besides original Nintendo. Star Wars, yes. Star Trek, or D&D. Yeah, I mean, like, unless you were a, a gamer and you played, like, NES, but, like, that's all they really had back then. But, um, in arcades, too, but you were always, like, in your basement with your friends playing D&D. <laughs> yep. Do you play? Do you play in your guys' basement? Or are you more? Are you more like we're more professional than the basement? <laughs> oh no! Um, all of my friends, they don't own basements. We all own apartments, so we usually pick a space and go over, you know, the person's apartment. One of our friends, he still lives at home with his parents, so we just don't go over there. Mm-hmm. It's either in between RDM's apartment or my apartment, as um, we have the least of uh, roommates. We only have one, rather than um, one of our friends have five roommates, and to add six-plus people more into the space, it just seems a little crowded. Currently, we're just playing over Discord, um, and, you know, following the social distancing guidelines. No, I was just waiting for you to say, like, like it's here between the DM's apartment and my apartment, mainly my apartment, but <laughs> I was waiting for oh, you. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There has been a whole bunch of times where the DM would show up at my apartment and say, hey, we're doing D&D tonight. And I'm all like, okay. Like, that's happening. All right. It's going on. It's going down right here, right now. All right, help me set up the table. I have this nice um, poker table where I use for cards, and I'll just clean it off and put everybody's character sheets and set it up. I mean, like, I mean, like, I remember when I went to Dice Show. Um, I have a you know, since we're talking about D and D, I have a funny D and D story. Um, so when I went to Dice Show, right, we went on day zero, like we showed up on day zero, and when we got there, it was like the dead of night. It was like almost min. It was like I forgot what time we we arrived by, it, but it was getting pretty late, and and like we got there, 
And when we got there, we went to Denny's at like 1 or 2 in the morning because the Denny's is open 24 hours up there. And so we went there. And we were playing D&D until 2 a.m. in the morning at the Denny's. And then we went back to the hotel and we mm-hmm. and we played it more. And I fell asleep in the chair we were sitting in and playing. And when I woke up, everyone was falling asleep too. So I must have napped for a whole session. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, at Colossal Con back in 2018, a group of my friends had decided to go to the room and play D&D. This was at 8 p.m. They they thought they'd be out by 11. I come back to check in on them at 3, and they are still playing. At, at Colossal in their hotel room playing D&D? Yes. Usually, Colossal Con, it's a really heavy party con, and so people are either at the water park, roaming the con floor, in the game room. It's pretty fun, but... No, do you... This... Where you... No, sorry, sorry. sorry finish. Uh, um, this group, friends, like, they are usually party animals. However, for particularly for that... For that day of Colossal, they had made plans to go out and party, but they ended up spending all night playing D&D, which was very odd for, like, someone of their character. But D&D is also a pretty fun game, so I cannot blame them. I was going to say, when you're at Colossal Con, right, and your friends are saying, hey, we're going to be, like, playing D&D for a little bit, you want you want to come join us? And you're like, no, I'm good. And so, you come, and so you're, like, walk down the hallway, right? And you're walking past the room where all your friends are playing the D&D. And you're hearing, like, interesting noises coming out of the room. Like, stuff that you would not really hear. But, like, interesting noises. And then you open the door you're like, what's going on in here? And, and then all it is is just, like, you know, just them making noises about how they're like, Ugh, I really want that weapon. Or, I really want this and that. And all that stuff. And then, and then they're like, what? We're just, just, we just disagreed on a few things. What are you talking? Like, what, what do you think was going on? And I'm like, oh, uh, nothing. And you back up and slowly close the door. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if anything was going on because Colossal Con happens to be well known for their adult activities. Hey, I mean, same with Dice Show. That the 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 the, the be honest Dice Show and probably Colossal Con at the same time. Our brain grounds in more ways than one. <laughs> I know. And I'm sitting... My friend, he's a party animal. He always comes back with another girl. And I'm all like, oh, okay, just, you know, make sure to put up the do not disturb sign so we know you're in there with somebody. But also, you know, stay safe. Like, every night he brought back some different girl, and I'm all like, oh. Why, hey. Like, use protection, get yourself tested, that's not healthy. Wait, are you, are you telling me that, like, you're at Colossal one time, and you walked into the room, you walked into the room at, the, at a very, very inconvenient time, and you've seen some things go down? Yes, there have been times, yes, I've walked in on somebody. The best, the most funniest part is um, I had walked in on somebody and it was a friend who hooked up with another man and they were 
in the bag, and I'm all like, oh, I'm so sorry. But at the exact time as I was leaving, three more people barged in the room and, you know, started going through their stuff, and it was to the point where um, the other man left. And I just felt so bad because I'm all like, oh, my God, everybody decided to come in at once and ruined your alone time. However, the night, next night I had brought another girl into the bedroom and I don't want to say I was walked in on, but my friends kind of like sat outside for an hour and a half and once I went outside to like grab ice, they made their way into the room and stayed there, and it just kind of killed the mood. Wait, wait, what are, you, what are you trying to say? What happened What happened in that situation? I, I can't understand what happened in that situation. <laughs> oh, um, people walking in and not leaving, and so the whole mood is just, like, ruined. Oh, wait, so you so you were having your... Yes. ...time, and, and when, you were, when you were trying to have your time, people walked in on you? <laughs> Correct. Oh my god. <laughs> so in conclusion, I don't think I will be sharing a colossal room with six plus people anymore. Maybe two or three, but not not that many. Well like what like okay, just just the just last subject on that so we can move on from that. Just one last question about that. What is the most craziest experience quote unquote that you ever walked in you ever walked in on besides the one you just told me and the other one you just told me like a third one. <laughs> oh let's see I can't say anything that I've walked in on but the most crazy experience that I've I don't want to say been a part of but been a part of was um back Back a couple of years ago, I was, you know, having fun, drinking, it was nice, mm -hmm. and um, I got invited by this drunk couple who I was dancing with to join them, and I thought joining them meant joining them for drinks, and I said, sure, why not, and they meant to join them in the bedroom. So when mm -hmm. I got up there, they were prepping, and I just decided to, like, you know, hey, I'm here, and I'm all like, oh, you guys are naked, and you have, like, weird toys and gear. Sorry for walking in. I'm gonna leave. Let me know when you're ready for drinks. <laughs> yeah. No, because, you see, I don't have any stories of me walking in on anything like that, because I, I never did, <laughs> but, like... But like if I but if I did, I'd probably be like, okay, what's going on here? Why is this happening right here, right now? Like, look, man, I just work here. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, but like, but no, I mean, like that's that's just crazy. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure if I at Daishokan, if I would have went to like a My Hero room party or like a because i know there's like watch parties too that like there are watch parties there are 
a lot of 21 plus parties, there's a lot of room parties, it just depends on what you find. But I can tell you this, when I was at DiceCon, I never heard any of those interesting noises coming out of any of the rooms, so I must be pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty lucky. Yeah, because, cause, you know, you because, you know, when stuff is going down, you usually can probably hear it. <laughs> well, not all the time. Um, there was a video from a couple of years ago at Colossal Con where those explicit acts ended up on Pornhub.com. What, from a convention? Yes. How did that happen? Somebody recorded it. Oh, my God. What, what do you know? I'm pretty sure were you at that convention that where it happened? Um, I think that was 2017. So no. Oh my god! Wait, how do you, how do you know that happened though? Because it was the news of the time. Oh my god! This is a word in the community, like oh my god. Check out this link. They actually messed around in the hot tub in public in front of everybody and recorded it and put it up on an explicit video site. But that the is... community is very, very negative. Like that's... Well, not right now, but you know. Like that, that's insane. It's very insane. You'd be surprised what goes down. I mean, but like, but like, no, I mean, when I was at Dice Show, though, besides that, when I was at Dice Show, excellent time. Fantastic time. Everyone was such, was such great people. I had, um, I met so many great people. I, I had, I went to the water park. I went to the, I went to I, literally everything that place had to offer, I got to see and check out. And that in the Kalahari is the best. It's probably one of the best hotels ever. <laughs> the Kalahari is a really nice hotel. Hotel. It's very convenient, especially if you are a convention goer. And you know, if you book, if you room at the con, changing costumes is so easy. Now I used to be the um person that used to change like three times a day mm -hmm. because I just had that energy. However, as I got older, I realized that showering three times a day at a convention to wash up the makeup to put, just put it back on was just too much work. So I usually bring only three costumes to a convention now and I use one per day. Yeah, because... There'll be times where I bring four costumes and I'll change once a day. Or, like, I'll change my costumes in the middle of the day. But besides that, I usually like to keep it to once a day now. Just because of how much makeup and how much time I have to put everything on and then take it off just to put everything back on again. It just takes away from my day. Because like, because like, um, I was lucky enough to stay in the Kalahari when I went there with, and because like that was, that was amazing. Cause I, you know, 
there's a lot of people that went to a convention who stayed in like a different hotel and came to the Kalahari for the convention because they couldn't find a room in, in enough time in the room block to get to stay in the actual hotel. I was one of the lucky ones to actually stay in it. And it was so cool because like, you know, you know, because there was the actual convention part that I actually went to and enjoyed. But then there was also the water park. There was the there was the arcade part. I mean, I mean, yes, I, I all those expenses add up, and it's very expensive. I don't know if you ever um, been to a round one before, have you? I have been to round one. There is one um, four cities over. It's about an hour drive, but I've been there a couple of times, and I have to say, it is pretty fun. Because that's what the Kalahari reminds me of. It's a round one with a water park and a hotel on it and a convention center on it. That's what it reminds me of. You are not wrong. But And they have a giant Ferris wheel in it, which is insane. <laughs> At the Kalahari I go to, um, the convention I go to is in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, they don't have a Ferris wheel, but they do have a swim-up bar. I don't know why, but that is my fa the favorite. That's my most favorite part. That's everyone's favorite part. Like every time, <laughs> like like when I was there, that's where everyone was in. They were just like that. That area couldn't be jammed enough. <laughs> like my favorite part of the Kalahari has to be the swimsuit cosplays. I no, I think I think I saw one per I think when I was there I saw I saw one person go like wow <laughs> like you know like just go like wow you know in the swim up bar and I was like what? <laughs> oh yes. Although um I do wish that they would um I don't wanna say I wish, but they do need to step up their game on IDs because even though even though I was under twenty one I was able to order a drink to my room, be like have it charged to my room because mm -hmm. in a water park you don't carry your ID with you. Mm -hmm. And there were some bartenders who were relaxed about it. And judged like, on looks. Sure. Like sure, I was tw like twenty or nineteen, mm -hmm. but you know, at the end of the day. Some bartenders don't care and will not card. Me, at the time, I didn't really care, but looking back on it, kind of iffy, because if they were called, not only would they get a charge for serving drinks to a minor, but they'd also lose their job. Oh, yeah, because um, because uh, they, they sometimes just judge off looks and be like, ah, oh, this is... You know they're this old, and we and we trust that. You know. Yeah, like you wouldn't ask an ID of an elderly person because you know they're over twenty-one. Yeah, because because you because you also got to think about this too. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but imagine how packed that thing is. In in, I wouldn't be surprised if someone peed in that thing by accident. I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, like, and people, and you know, in with that in mind, people still go in there because they, I, I, it's here. I don't think they care or what. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know. Um, let's see. Due to my costume nature, 
Um, I cosplay male characters, so I always bind my chest. Mm-hmm. Now, I never get into the pool um, from the waist up just because um, there is a... I use the brand name KT Tape mm-hmm. um, to bind my chest, and I use the beige color, so it kind of blends in. Depending on the character I cosplay, um, I might wear, like, a small, like, polo shirt with it to cover up the tape. Sometimes I'll go shirtless. Other times, um, the character has tattoos on their chest. And I will take what I will, let's see, I will not take, I won't take, like, a body paint, but I will take a liquid eyeliner or an eyeliner pen, because this works better. I will draw the design on my body and then seal it with hairspray. That usually lasts all day, and it's a lot more water-resistant than um, body paint. But obviously, if you submerge it in water, it's not going to last. But hey, I mean, but hey, I mean, we're at an hour. (laughs) We've been going for an hour. <laughs> oh. In <laughs> one minute. Um, All right. But hey, I had so much fun, didn't, didn't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, like this was amazing. You're amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast and being amazing. You know? Not a problem. Thank you. Yeah, I hope I hope I can have you back on sometime. And, um, um, definitely. Um, just let me know. Yeah, so I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, so, um, thank you everyone for listening to episode 150 of Cyber Time Bite. You can find me. Oh, do you know what? Funny enough, this is actually the first time I actually put in this out because I actually changed my username <laughs> from what it was to what it is now. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite, which is normal. But here's the new part on Twitter, I am no longer Nostalgia Man. I am now the Retro Vampire. <laughs> that is my new username. Go check that out. That's my new username on Twitter. Go check that out. Find me on Instagram at the same username, the Retro Vampire. Uh, go find go find me on Instagram at the Retro Vampire. Did I ever say Instagram or did I say t- yeah? I said Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, Go buy all my merchandise on Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where even you know the Spork is the most powerful of them all. And how about you? Where can people, where can people uh, find you? All right. Um, you can find me on Instagram at insomnicat178. That is I-N-S-O-M-M-S-O-M-I-C-A-T-178. Thank you for having me. And that, that's it? You don't have, like, a Facebook-like page or nothing, that's all? Uh, I do not have a Facebook-like page, and I do not use Twitter. I'm not really, well, I just don't blow up my social media. It's not much of a concern to me. <laughs> hey, no, it's fine. Mate, find, find this one on Instagram and just... And just shower her with all the nice compliments and awesome comments because this person is amazing and a great podcast guest. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You have a wonderful day. 
Hey, you as well. And I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one.